Hi, Beth. Hey, Beth. Your Abby, Dear Kiki. Desperate housewives. Doesn't want to marry you. Love you like I love you. Don't talk to yourself. Cheers, Beth. Cheers. Ill-advised. This is ill-advised. Hi, Biffs. Hello. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Ill Advice. The podcast where two best friends tell you what to do when someone else already has. While we're taking pickleback. And we're visiting psychologists. <laughs> or we should be. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you got for that? Well, I was gonna, you know, crazy psychologists. Lifetime psychologists. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's funny? My dad said yesterday, he probably said it in different words, but probably not knowing my dad. He said something along the lines of all the crazy girls become like, are like interested in the psychological stuff Mm -hmm. or like become psychologists. Oh. He's talking about me and his his granddaughter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's also really interesting is I came upon this headline. I didn't read the article that said that there might be something wrong with you if you relax and unwind to true crime. Probably. So you're in. You're like a, it's a double whammy for you. Double whammy. You've been whammed. I know my old therapist, Lucy, used to ask her therapist if me watching like the true crime stuff. (laughs) She asked advice for you. She did. I if love that her. would like, I miss her for you. Add to my like anxiety or PTSD stuff. And her advisor mm. or whoever it was was like, if that's something she's been watching for like a long time, then no, right? She just which makes sense, right? Yeah, because we're just we're talking about whatever, and Lucy was like, "What are you like watching before bed?" or because I have PTSD. And so I was just like, oh, I fall asleep to true crime. <laughs> She's like, you fall asleep to it? Fuck yeah. I put on fucking shit I can't hear, like mindless in the background where I get distracted. You're over there like trying to get stimulated. I fall asleep to it. I don't know. Maybe because <sighs> I, I, I can actually pay attention. It actually holds my attention. So then I can relax and get tired. Oh, see, if it holds my attention, I can't relax. Well, there is a fine line. Yes. Some, yeah. I'm like, got one eye open. And I'm like, what just happened? Like, damn it. Yeah, I don't know. You know how but people listen to like, majority. like fountains and brooks and thunderstorms. Yeah. And I can't fucking do that. That shit makes me think. Yeah, I can't. So that. it's like the same thing with TV. Like I need to like, not, I need something on in the background, but it's going to be low enough that I can't really understand what's going on. The cold case files guy his voice is very soothing (laughs) (laughs) okay all right so the next time i'm having trouble falling asleep i'll just pop on a murder case yeah 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 okay good there you go thanks for the tip you're welcome other than that how are you doing (laughs) (laughs) today i'm like super like add today just my brain is like no and i'm home alone and still like wait wait what huh wait what did i just say we're all entitled to those days (laughs) By the time I even got in and out of the shower today, I was like, oh, it's like noon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, today did kind of have that feeling. That's weird, because I just like read a book for 12 seconds. Well. Yeah, guess not. Guess not. Yeah. Were you really reading a book? Well, my homework. Oh, was it interesting? No, I don't know what I read. Usually when something feels like 12 seconds, you're enjoying it. Or not reading it. Or not. Oh. (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the alternative is also true. <laughs> How you doing? I know you had therapy today. My life right now is just a big, consistent sigh. <laughs> okay. Okay. And uh, and uh, and uh, I I I. I, I. <laughs> That's it. No, uh, I did have therapy today, and Fred listened to us. He found us. Oh, great. He listened to um, episode 50, which I don't fucking remember recording, but it's called He Came Back with the Yamaka. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we need to go back to episode 50 yeah, and find out what the fuck we were talking about. <laughs> but um, Did Fre Fred tell you that? He thinks you were right in coming to therapy? No, no, he actually found us very funny. He made it a very, uh, he made a point to say specifically, like, you're very funny and Stephanie's very funny, although I shouldn't be surprised. I think he said I didn't, shouldn't be surprised. Ah. But, but, you know, it was good. He wants us to do an episode on patience because that was the theme of today. Oh. As in my job search, my need to be solvent and my impatience as a result. I meant about your therapy. Oh, right. <laughs> no, I felt, I mean, it was a good session and it was okay. It's just, you know. Just where you're at in general. I'm just at where I'm at. Hey, you can't be anywhere else. No way, dude. I wish I could, but that's it. It's a perpetual sigh over here. <laughs> and if you have any questions on what that feels like, you can just send me your questions. Twins to yourself. Wine? Yeah. Yeah, because I need it. I'm a little. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. I only come here to whine. <laughs> this week we have a 2019 Pinot Grigio called Riff. Riff for the Biffs. Matt Riff? Or is that Matt, Matt Rife? Huh? Matt Rife? What? The hot com comedian. What hot comedian? Matt the one Rife. that always looks stoned with the big eyes and the crazy hair. Pretty boy. Yeah, yeah. the tall one. Yeah. Actually heard something from him on the way here. Isn't that Matt Rife? I don't Rife? know. But I think I knew who you were talking about, so I'm going to say yes. Anyways. Whatever. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is a 2019 Pinot Grigio. Pinot Grigio. 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 From Italy, of course. The freshest Pinot Grigio from ancient soils, where the rugged northern Italian Alps lie today, there was an ocean with colorful coral reefs 220 million years ago. Even today, the rock layers on which the vines grow are full of hidden fossils of the past life in the ocean. They tell their story and give the riff wines their lively, fresh character. Suitable for vegan and vegetarian. Oh. I didn't know you could have non-vegetarian <laughs> wine. What animal product are we fucking putting in? I don't want to know. No way. I don't either. I would either. like to continue drinking it. <laughs> Riff wine. Drink responsibly. <laughs> and vegan. It smells very like it's going to taste too oaky for me. Is Pinot Grigio oaky? No, Chardonnay is oaky, but this smells okey-dokey. It's different. We yeah, I actually, way. I like it. I feel like it will be even better cold. Mm -hmm. I like it too, though, but I don't know that I would go out of my way to look for it. No, I wouldn't. I'd give it a three. 
I was just thinking of three, Beth. Oh, well. Well, thank you for being a part of my thought train. <laughs> well, someone needs a thought train because mine is choo choo. <laughs> <laughs> choo choo what? <laughs> Gone. <laughs> it chug it chug it right off the mountain. <laughs> well, not to do a poor segue off the wine, but I've got questions this week. We have questions. I have questions. This week, we're going to a classic, Dear Abby. Yay. Yes. Um, mostly because I was too lazy to search for someone new. And also because we love Abby. We do love Abby. We love Abby. So this first question is from the New York Post from December 30th, 2022. Dear Abby, my husband divorced me after I helped his niece adopt out her baby. Oh, yikes. This is controversial already. Oh, shit. Dear Abby, I was married to a man whose family always seemed to be in each other's business. His 18-year-old niece... <laughs> you really do. His 18-year-old niece already had two children when she became pregnant again. She hid it from everyone. When she was eight months gone, she came to me and told me she wanted to adopt the baby out to a family who couldn't have children because she couldn't handle raising another child. She begged me not to tell anyone except my husband, her uncle, and asked me to watch her two children overnight while she was at the hospital delivering. She also asked to meet the potential adoptive parents at my home and said she planned to have an open adoption without ever telling her parents. Hmm. Yikes. I told her she needed to talk with her mother, but she told me she was desperate for help, so I reluctantly ag agreed. Two months after giving birth and placing the baby for adoption, she told her family about it. They became very upset with me. They said I should have told them she was pregnant and that it was my fault they, quote, lost the child. This ultimately led to my husband divorcing me. To this day, the niece is happy with her decision and participates in the open adoption. Was I wrong to help her and not tell the family? Confidant in Colorado. Wow. Wow. First of all, I feel like this family has a lot of issues for them to blame the, the writer yeah. for the loss of their grandchild yeah like that's just not how that works <laughs> right, right. <laughs> welcome to 2023 so because of that i feel like it makes sense why the husband divorced her oh i see what you're saying okay yeah like just kind of a little bit of dysfunction right like that predisposition like yeah, that way like, that he was like that was the environment he was brought up yeah, in. Yeah, so yeah, it kind yeah. of makes sense in right. that way okay plus he also probably did it out of fear of like if i don't my family's gonna disown me too you know what i mean you thought that was a factor that's what i feel like because anybody who goes to like well it's your fault my daughter got <laughs> right you know what i mean yeah like instead of the 18 year old daughter who's an adult i don't know i just um i don't think she's wrong in helping i don't think so either especially if the girl doesn't regret it and feels yeah. like she made the right choice for herself and for her child yeah i'm a little bit unsure of like not telling my husband who's also the uncle you know what i mean just because like do you bring it up first do you do it first and then tell him i feel like so she never told her husband it was the the niece that told the family yeah that part i'm a little unsure about just in like what would i do right I, I thought it was really interesting 
And it, it just gave me some feelings, maybe hearing it that she's already, she already has like two kids and then she was giving one up for adoption. But then mm -hmm. I'm also like, you're making the best choice for this baby mm -hmm. because you know your capacity. So I just, I just wanted to point out that that gave me a little bit of like, but also I was able to rationalize like, okay, but it makes sense. Like she knew she wasn't yeah. gonna be able to give this baby the life it deserves. Yeah. So she adopted it out. I see what you were saying too about like the you're kind of confused about like not telling your husband about it. I well, don't... mostly because it's his family. Right. You know what I mean? If it was my own niece, mm -hmm. like I'm gonna help and then maybe mention it to my husband. Mm -hmm. But where it's like his niece, and it's but she's also eighteen. She's, she's also eighteen. An adult, so it's she... like. Like I if she had refused know. help, she would have just done it anyway. She could have chosen adoption, whether or not the family was involved in the decision. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I think the family, it's like moot. You know, they're just angry because they can be angry. The husband divorced her because of yeah, his personal like a beliefs. Yeah, they're like drama family. Yeah. Always in each other's business. Always. Like just like, yeah. Like, and then like each family member's making decisions based off how the other family members would feel or react. It, that's or, exactly what I was thinking yeah. too. And that's why like the husband divorced oh, okay, her for that. that. Makes sense. He either agreed mm -hmm. that like she was wrong and it was her fault or he was like if I don't force you my mom and my dad and everyone else is going to be like you're agreeing with her we're disowning you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't an egregious act for you to divorce someone i mean i hope there was other stuff <laughs> you know what i mean like if this know, is your only reason like... it doesn't sound like it of course we don't know but i wish it was i hope that there's more to this in terms of their divorce but no i don't think i agree with you i don't think that she was wrong to do this i think she helped her do it safely and and not alone like we can almost guarantee she would have figured out a way to do this anyway right I mean, the par the grandparents or whomever could have gone and, you know, filed a petition or, or tried to do some sort of, you know, court, whatever, but. Which sounds like they would have. It sounds like they would have, but I mean, this decision would have fallen on her anyway. Yeah. I think that was, I think we're in agreement. You want to see what Abby had to say? Yeah. Dear confidant, your letter proves the truth of the adage. No good deed goes unpunished. Your ex-husband's niece was an adult at the time her third child was born. You were not wrong to help her. That she would betray you after begging for your help shows she wasn't mature enough to handle the responsibilities of parenting yet another child. Betrayed her? I disagree with that. The decision wasn't the writers to reveal or not reveal that her niece had a baby. Especially when the family didn't even know she was pregnant. Yeah, it's not a betrayal. That's, yeah. I disagree. You disagree? Yeah. I okay, was, good. Thank you. <laughs> I was confused what she was referring to as a betrayal. Yeah. No, thank because you. Because she helped her and then told the family? Yep. What it... Okay. It's not like she promised, like, I'm never going to tell my family about my baby. Like, no, she asked for help and you helped her. That wasn't wrong. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. Whatever. You were not responsible for her baby being adopted. She was. Her parents have transferred their anger and disappointment into you. That it resulted in the failure of your marriage is a shame. I would offer my sympathy, but perhaps you should thank your lucky stars that the dysfunctional family is in the rearview mirror. Wow. That's it? That's it. Oh. 
I love it. Okay. <laughs> it, it, the only thing I don't like is that betrayal part. She didn't betray you. She was being honest and true to herself. And it also has nothing to do with her being too immature to raise a third child. No. If she's too immature to raise a third child, how is she raising two already? Yeah. I'm sorry, Abby. I'm not all about this one. But perhaps the next one. Let's. 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 Okay. <laughs> okay, Beth. <laughs> I don't know what way to say. <laughs> You are, you are ADD uh, today. Yeah, so bad. How about this one from the Chicago Sun-Times? Another Dear Abby, my vacations with my ex and our kids upset my new wife. <laughs> the subtitle says she'd prefer both families travel together, but the young daughters say no. From December 10th, 2021. Wait, Want me to reread that? No. Um, no. <laughs> okay. Dear Abby, I have two beautiful daughters from a previous marriage. My ex and I get along well better as friends than partners, and do things as often as possible with the girls, which includes travel. We usually take one or two trips a year, and the girls love it, and so do we. I am now remarried. My wife has a hard time with the traveling, and we have had many fights about it. She would like both families to travel together, but my girls don't want that. My ex's mom has just booked a trip to Hawaii and is willing to pay for me to go. My wife said absolutely not, because Hawaii is such a paradise. I'm torn because these trips are only the real quality time I have with the girls. There is absolutely nothing going on between my ex and me. The girls would rather travel with their mom than anyone else. What should I do? Packed and ready. Oh, well, there's your answer. If you're packed and ready, go to Hawaii with your ex. I know. Yes. And no, I know. I know. (laughs) Because guess what? When you come home, your wife is going to be packed and ready too. Just not with suitcases. No. With her fucking shotgun. <laughs> or the d- divorce decree. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Have you met me, Beth? No shotguns were sold in the making of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. This one is very interesting because it's, it's that's know, two I facets. Know. I feel like I should address that, that part because it was confusing to me at first, and then I got it, that my wife said absolutely not because Hawaii is such a paradise. Yeah. As in, like, Hawaii is such a paradise, it brings estranged couples back together. Like, people go to Hawaii for their honeymoons. Or, yeah. I mean, I went by myself, but fine. Yeah, me and my sister went. Yeah. Obviously didn't have a honeymoon. Are you sure? Am I sure we didn't have a honeymoon? Yeah, I just want to make sure. Pretty sure. Okay, good. It's a hard question. I know. I'll accept. But, but just like your mind is ADHD, so is your face. So uh, that's why I was like, are you sure? Oh, uh, fair. All right, I follow. Okay. Yeah, this one's tough because I am a baby mom, but I'm also the wife who's like, absolutely fucking not. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, my daughter's father and I have done vacations with my daughter and my daughter's father and I are not together. Mm-hmm. But you, you know haven't mean? been with. Right. Right. But if I was in a relationship. You wouldn't I go. would feel like this guy. Uh-huh. Like, well, would you go on a relationship with your daughter's father if you were in a relationship? I don't think I would. If my husband was like, fuck no. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like I would have to respect that. What if Mia was like, please, mom, please come, please come. I know. Well, I want you to come. I think my initial argument would be like, 
we've had plenty of times to be together or mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah yeah he's also saying that like this is his only quality time yeah really with the kids with the girls i don't think he's wrong for going i really don't i'm just trying to take myself out of this situation <laughs> just pick up the little pick up little ray and put him over here and say <laughs> i don't think he's wrong for going you're also very and most of the relationships you've been in are pretty much like no you can go it's okay you know what i mean like either you to your significant other mm -hmm. or your significant other telling you like no go ahead not that this situation has ever occurred <laughs> however i was gonna say when <laughs> <laughs> because even Colin no, was like, if I decide to go on vacation by myself, I was like, I will cut you. <laughs> I will let me put little Ray back right here. I will cut you and I will cut them too. Them too. <laughs> Whoever it is. I just meant you and your dynamics have been less like I'm a little more diplomatic in my thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Like if it was something like Colin if Colin did have a child or whatever mm -hmm. and was like, you know. I'm gonna go with yeah. Stacy and my kid to Bahamas. You may not love it. I'd be like, whoops, Stacy has food poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be Stacy right now. <laughs> and vice versa. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you were gonna go. Yeah. Yeah. I so think he would be he would be understanding too if yeah. I not that I ever would, but me if I went with yeah. Wyatt and baby mom. Yeah. But that automatically disqualifies me from answering this question. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're the well, that's what least I said. diplomatic. <laughs> you're the most um, emotionally reactive. Yeah. So that's why I said it's a struggle for me to be the baby mom who would could go on vacation with my right. daughter's father and like not it not be a thing. But I'll also be the wife at home if my baby dad, no, well, not him, if my husband went off with his baby mom right. on a family vacation, I'm packed and ready too when you get home. Right. Ch -ch <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't, I don't think, I don't think there's a right or wrong. I, I, I agree with you. If it's really going to cause a huge issue in your marriage, maybe skip Hawaii. Or, you know, we hear pros and cons. Will you still be here? Sans shotgun. Yeah. Or yeah. just go on a honeymoon with your ex. Yeah. And not worry about your wife. You're doing what's best for your children and that's never wrong. You know, your kids want you there. You want to be involved in their lives. And that's, that's going to speak volumes to who you are as a parent. It's also going to speak volumes, especially if you have daughters, to say like, hey, you know what I mean? I'm just respecting my wife this time. Yeah, that's true. Like, you don't have to go on every trip. Right. Well, that's why I said maybe skip Hawaii. Yeah. If, you know, because okay. I feel like I would feel how the wife feels like. I think I would, too. Hawaii. Like, people literally, my brother went on his honeymoon <laughs> with his wife to Hawaii. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, I've been to Hawaii. I get it the air it just it really does i don't know what it is it just i think it's it's just paradise it's just so like it really is it's just healing and easy to forget oh why are we divorced again that's why we go on vacation mm. period mm -hmm. that's it so i got it 
Yeah, I do too. So I think maybe opt out of Hawaii specifically. Or and then this will never work. Or <laughs> go to Hawaii, tell your wife to go with her family, and then like maybe meet up for a day. <laughs> I know. That's why I said it would never work. And by no means men who are listening. I said it would never work. I just want a really good divorce court episode. (laughs) Right. But also, it's like telling her to calm down when she's I know. Seriously, it literally is. (laughs) Maybe worse. I'm going to treat my wife like the side piece. I think it's like false hope. I don't even think it's like calm down. I think it's like false hope. Like, I'm going to break away or you can come join us. Like It's like you're the side piece. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I'll I'll try to, you know. I'll try to sneak out on Wednesday to come see you. <laughs> Throw rocks at my window. Yeah. I'll let you know if I'm available. Oh, hell no. I'll breathe on the window and write yeah, to you. <laughs> I wonder what the the crime punishment oh. in Hawaii is. <laughs> the murder punishment. I think you're you're automatically <laughs> staked and put on a spit <laughs> and right. rotated at a luau. <laughs> I could think of worse ways to die. Sure. <laughs> Answer? What did Abby say? Dear Pact. Oh, nice. How long have you been remarried? And how old are your girls? Although they may enjoy the fantasy of their parents being a happy family, that is all it is, a fantasy. It's wonderful that you and your ex-wife enjoy an amicable relationship, but the time has come for you to stand up for the woman to whom you are presently married. She should have been welcomed on those trips right after the two of you made it official. And you should have made that clear. I don't blame your wife for being upset at this point. I would be too. You should encourage your wife to come to and devote some time to being with her. But <laughs> I didn't read this, I promise. <laughs> Fucking She's promise. obviously not married or a baby mom. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree vehemently. Is that the right word? Vehemently? Yeah. Yes. So. That's it? That was it. Okay. Well, I agree that there should be some sort of inclusion. Mm-hmm. I also agree to the part where like your loyalty should be to your wife right now because right. I think you just split the time. I think our answer was better. There's no right or wrong, but maybe compromise with your wife and split the time. You know, maybe not this trip, but maybe the next one. She's I, not going to like I it did anyway. Also, I also was curious how old the daughters were. Because if they're older, then like, No. <laughs> Like, absolutely not. I thought he said he has two young daughters. Am I the only one that... I didn't catch any type of age. I guess not. I'm going to say that they're younger just because he goes. The girls would rather travel with their mom than anyone else. Like... Maybe. You know what I mean? But, like, I'm not holding hard to it. But also, if I'm 16, I'm not going to want to travel with anyone else but my mom or dad. You know what I mean? But it does make a difference. The, it does. the daughter's age. If they're older, then like, fuck no, you're not going on it's vacation. It's time that you grew up. Them. Like, no. Oh, see, I was thinking about the other way around. Like, the girls are the ones that being like, no, don't bring her. And I'm like, about time that you grew up. Because it doesn't sound like it's the family that's saying no, it's the girls. They don't want. To the girls don't want both families to travel together. So the girls are secretly trying to get mom and dad back together. It ain't going to work. It might be. Hawaii. He's packed and ready. They have really good pineapple there. Their pineapple coleslaw is to die for. I don't like pineapple. You like don't that. like pineapple. And when I went I to Hawaii, 
I OD'd on pineapple. Fuck yeah, First of all, I didn't get the tingly face mouth sensation. Oh, good. Right? I didn't have an allergic reaction. And it, and it was just irresistible. Even did the you ones have that, pineapple coleslaw? I don't know. Then you didn't. I wanted. I want to no, say. No, you know if you did or not. You well, would remember. Okay. In my defense, <laughs> I was there for 72 hours with no sleep on the flight there uh, and back. Okay. That, that'll do. And I was shit-faced do. the entire time. Oh, then. <laughs> you're ex- you're ex- it was ex- exempt. It was the best wedding right ever. Ex- yes. Exempt. It is. Thank oh, you. Thank you. No, thank you. And thank you. Okay. And I'm welcome and you're welcome. <laughs> And you too, and me too. <laughs> me too, and you too. <laughs> Next one? Next. Okay, this one is from the East Bay Times because I couldn't fucking pick one publication. And Wait these are all the same Abby? These are all Abby. Jean Phillips. This one's from July 11th, 2021. Dear Abby, he left her an unkind suicide note and this is how she spun it. What? Yeah, buckle up, Biff. You ready? I'm going to just chug this real quick. Okay. Dear Abby, my sister's husband died by suicide several years ago while they were in the middle of a divorce. They had a volatile relationship. Both she and her husband treated people very badly. They were bullies, lording it over other people and putting them down. Her husband left an unkind suicide letter blaming her, but now she talks about him and their relationship as if it's an amazing love story. She's now claiming the suicide note was a love letter to her. Oh. If, if you sat up real straight. <laughs> <laughs> Incidents in which she behaved badly have morphed into stories in which she was kind and benevolent. Although she complained about our parents and her childhood for many years, she now claims it was magical. When she says these things, I cringe inwardly and remain silent. I know she was shocked by her husband's suicide, and I don't want to make the situation worse or push her over the edge. She sees a therapist, but I'm pretty sure she isn't giving her therapist the true story. What she tells me the therapist says doesn't sound real. I love my sister, even though she's treated me badly many times. I'm concerned that if I confront her with the truth, she will fall apart or rage at me. But I am uncomfortable listening to her revision of history and don't know how to respond. Any advice? No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of layers here Mm -hmm. i mean i think it's like her way of coping to kind of transform it into like this lifetime story his suicide note being a love letter and her kind of turning it into like this romeo and juliet story i'm curious hard to that's like how do you live with that if your significant other, whether you were going through a divorce or not, A, committed suicide, and then B, left you a kind of nasty letter. Like, that's a double whammy. How do you accept that? You know what I mean? Like, you can't be the first, the only person to know about this letter, obviously. I feel like it's obvious she's not the only one. And you can't be the first person to know about the divorce they were going through before he died. Right. Where I'm where I can almost justify is like spinning it maybe in in a way of denial, you know, like I'm not saying by any means necessary that you were responsible for this, but maybe this is easier for you to process, you know, not so much like a denial outright, but maybe like 
denials, you, right? I think that's think what so? I was meaning when I said like it's a way to cope. Oh, okay. My brain, my psyche can't accept that this person A killed himself and B left me a nasty letter to live with for the rest of my life. So do you think that she would be easing herself into the truth at this point? Or do you think that like it's flat out denial for the rest of her life? Who knows for how long? But I think it's flat out denial for X amount of time. I also wonder if maybe she, and just work with me here, if she knows that, or if she feels as though like whatever he blamed her for in that letter, she knows isn't true. And rather than sully him, she's celebrating him. Rather than be like, that's not true. He's full of shit. And people know about a letter. She's, I don't know how likely that is, but maybe she's just trying to spin it in a positive light. Based on the rest of the information we have, I that Why are you going to be logical? Because you weren't. <laughs> I was banking on your ADHD today. I know, but this one caught my attention. God damn. <laughs> I'm so sorry I brought you back to reality. Literally. See? True crimes. <laughs> That's it. But there's no crime here. Suicide. Is that a crime? It's not a crime, but it's a... Cool. True crimes are about murder and killing and death. And my feeling is this is either somebody who's very manipulative. Yeah. Like kind of toxic in general and just of that nature. Mm-hmm. And so therefore is never going to acknowledge any wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. So therefore definitely can't have a letter. Right. That's, you know, anything other than good things being said about them right 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 or they're just like you said just sheer denial and like my brain my psyche is not accepting yeah you know what i mean i haven't even processed a suicide let alone a nasty letter attached to it Mm -hmm. to me so knowing all of that as the sister what is your advice how would you handle that as the sister of somebody who has these quote-unquote you know um, underlying psychological issues of sorts i don't know that you can what's your they're either so far gone that even if you did say like this is a little bit maybe not the healthiest Mm -hmm. they're it's they're not in a place that they can hear you i don't think that there is anything you can do as the sister because your sister is either just the type of person that like I can look you dead in the face, lie to you, and you call me on my lie, and it's just not going to be something that I can comprehend. Mm -hmm. Or I'm just in such deep denial about what's going on that I'm not ready to Mm -hmm. receive the truth. So there's nothing anyone can do or say. I agree with you 100%. I think you really need to worry about yourself and your sanity because apparently this is driving you insane that you know your sister and she's not representing who you know and the Mm -hmm. truth Mm -hmm. so really it's about like walking away when you hear her start talking about these things you know you want to support your sister but you come first you really can only control what you're exposed to Yeah, yeah if it's something that you can't just kind of accept like this is who my sister is and for whatever reason this is what she's doing Mm -hmm. And I'm either okay with that or I'm not. Yeah. And in some respect, it's her story to tell. So she's going to tell it how she wants to tell it. That's fair. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people who know, know, 
and the people who don't, well, they'll blindly follow. But it doesn't sound like this is the case, especially if you're talking about a yeah. bully. Yeah. You know, I hate to say that, but I hope she keeps going to therapy and I hope she actually gets to hear what the therapist is saying rather than what. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a hard one for people. Because yeah. we do have, we, we've heard of those people who go to therapy and just don't hear the therapist. They hear what they want to hear. Yeah. They can so spin weird. that logic so weird. to their, yeah, I don't know. I can't, I just feel like it's exhausting living that way. I don't want to be that therapist. You know what I mean? Amen. We've talked about like those therapists who are like, you know, like I'm trying to like. I'm still a human. Right. And now like, oh, fuck, <laughs> this bitch is draining. <laughs> Like 11 o'clock, I have Beatrice. Like, that is not anything I just said to you. Fuck. Like, where did you just come up with that? I have to own? counsel Beatrice and Tom. <laughs> I tell them both to listen to each other, and they go home and say, we shouldn't be in the same room. <laughs> no shit. Response? Yeah, let's see what yeah. Ablab says. Ablab? Yeah. I love it. Dear Truth, your sister has rewritten history because the truth is too hard for her to face. To confront her with the truth would be a waste of time because she will only retreat back into denial. If listening to her tall tales is too much for you, either see and talk to her less often or change the subject. We're brilliant, Biff. Fuck, we nailed this one. We're so brilliant. <sighs> Any rebuttal? No, that's exactly what we said. Exactly. <laughs> Literally almost verbatim. I just have to ask that just in case. Thanks, Abby. No shit. So as long as we're in agreement, let's wrap this shit up. Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. Wrap it like a teenager on prom night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And yes. <laughs> That's all we got for you guys this week. You can send us your questions, your comments, all your concerns, and your booze recommendations. Wine and the such. Advisedthepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can catch up on all our episodes at illadvisedthepodcast.com. Also find us on... Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Ill-advised the podcast. You guys are beautiful. Everything's good about you. And don't let him go to Hawaii with his ex. Paradise is healing. And thank you for listening. Peel these nuts. <laughs> You've been ill-advised.